0: everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Chai with Rai, a show I like to call my digital jukebox of hidden gems in which I reach out to working creatives in the entertainment and fitness industry. We discuss all things from life lessons to politics, socialism, culture, history to love, to sex, the digital space and of course the industry and so, so much more. The message of this show for me is for it to be a space for the guests and those tuning in to reflect. For it to come across as we're tuning into friends having one of those deep conversations mixed in with great banter, you know what I mean? Kind of like when you're watching like Big Brother or or Gogglebox, but like the audio version of it. <laughs> then at the end, to make things light, we play some games and have a quiz, which is one of my favorite parts, to be honest, because you just let go and be a kid in a playground. By the way, if I haven't mentioned this before, Chai with Rye is an IGTV live show, which I transfer into audio format so to watch any of the videos such as of this episode or the previous episodes simply go to my instagram at raimuifun that is r-a-i-m-u-i-t-f-u-m and scroll through my IGTV. and don't forget by the way to follow like subscribe comment and share you have no idea but your support really helps the show and the message of it grow and of course go follow these amazing people that are on these episodes and give them some love because isn't that what we want at the end of the day Hmm. Anywho, I'm going to stop rambling, and without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today, I have the one and only Georgie, Georgie Bloy, who is a great friend of mine um and one of my really really dear friends georgie is a pt and a triathlon coach she is based here in london however she does stuff online and i'm just going to get her on because georgie's going to do an introduction for herself and we're going to tell you a story how we connected and stuff like that and let's see georgie i've just accepted your request hey Hello.
1: i'm very excited Can you about hear this me? Are you, <laughs> how are you i'm good thank you how are you
0: I'm good, we're going to pretend we haven't spoken all day. Um okay. No, no, not really.
1: No, we haven't. We text and that was it, really.
0: I voice noted you. Don't be rude, Georgie.
1: Okay, voice note, text.
0: Um, but how are you? How was your day?
1: Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, did some PT this morning and then um, I've just been studying.
0: What have you, been? you are studying for your nutrition, aren't you? I am, yes. We're going to kick things off and we're going to go straight into things, okay? And I'm going to start with wanting to ask you, which I've I've wanted to know my entire life, why do you hate Adele? Explain yourself. I don't... Explain yourself.
1: No, I don't hate Adele. You're saying... You're you're not putting into context, so... (laughs) You're... So, Ryan and I know each other from Dig Me, which is predominantly a cycle studio. And Ryan was always adamant that we should
0: be—I
1: should be is, teaching is
0: still ride adamant. not ride is.
1: that I should be teaching ride to uh, Adele, which is slow music. You need upbeat music to get everyone going,
0: not don't slow. Uh,
1: I feel sorry for myself. Let's all cry music.
0: Some people do cry on the bike, and I'm just saying it wouldn't hurt you for you to, you know, just put a little bit of a track of Adele. That's not like, you know, remixed or anything. I just want Adele, Sam Smith, Michael Bublé. That's all I'm saying. And this hatred of yours for Adele is is getting a little bit too much for me. A little bit sometimes.
1: Okay, <laughs> just for you in one class, I will play Adele.
0: How long have I known you? And you've been saying that, and I've even come to your classes for you not to do that. And I'm really ashamed. Shamed.
1: No, I, I've played Adele, a remix of Adele. So that's yeah. Adele.
0: I don't want Adele remix. I want Adele original and not at the end and not at the start. I want it like right in the middle. That's what okay. I want. Yeah.
1: People people might leave, but okay.
0: And leave, I'll... And leave you bad reviews. Yeah, like, exactly. It's okay. I'll cover you. I'll cover okay. you. I'll cover you and I'll say, guys, this was through me. This is for me and that's, you know, I'm going through some hardships right now. 2020 has been tough and that's that.
1: It has been tough.
0: It has been tough, but I want to go back to happier times of when you and I met. Um, You and I, as you said, we've met through Dig Me, right?
1: Yeah. But
0: I want to know, and I want to know what's your first memory of me? And I can't, today I was thinking, I was like, I can't remember For the life of me, when we actually bonded, bonded, was it when I showed up drunk and I was like wasted out of my mind in like the towel room and I was like dying? Or was it when you showed up wasted and you were dying? (laughs) One of us had to be wasted.
1: I remember your first day at Dig Me because you were being really annoying to the other person that was working. And I was the instructor that was teaching. And you just kept o'clock asking. 6 o'clock in the morning, can I just you,
0: say? 6 o'clock in the morning, my first day.
1: You just kept asking all these questions, like, do I do this? Do I do this? And Billy, who was working, was like, this guy doesn't stop asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I quite like him, though. We bonded quite quickly, I find.
0: Yeah, so that's how we met. Um I think you, you were my first. You took my cherry away. You, you were the first instructor that I spoke to. I was so nervous. Hi, Paul. Um, and I was like, you're so sweet. But I really, really want to know when did we like bond, bond? When did we bond, bond?
1: It has know. to be when a... one of
0: us showed up wasted.
1: It probably was when one of us was hungover, or I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. It, it, was, it was a quick, we bonded quite quickly.
0: I think I know where it is. It's when we started taking pictures for your Instagram.
1: Oh, yeah. So anyone was, that's watching this and that says, always says, oh, Georgie, you've got like all these nice modelling pictures. It's not me taking the pictures. It's Rye. Rye in charge of my Instagram.
0: I like to creatively direct Georgie's Instagram and in then, the past.
1: And then when Make I post you feel something sexy. that's not kind of aesthetically <laughs> pleasing, you either log in and delete the post or he'll text me going, what is this post?
0: I, I'm very proud of your Instagram situation right now. I don't know why I'm saying that right now. Like I've decided to let go. Really enjoying your reels, by the way. I cannot Thank tell you. you how much I watch. I think all of the views on your buttons video probably are from me because I continuously watch that video over and over. At least five times a day I watch it because it brings me so much joy and oh, happiness. Really? It brings me, to if if anybody, if anybody has not watched that video, it's only because I know Georgie, we have a banter and stuff like that. But if anybody has not watched that video, please go watch it. Georgie, we're just going to get right into it now that we've done like our formal set of banter and situation. I want to know about how you got to be today where you're at. So like what you studied at school. Um what well, you studied at uni and like you you and I both worked in fashion, which we 're going to get into later on <laughs> and you know we we act and stuff like that, and now you 're a hardcore i i would say fitness would you say fitness personality or fitness coach let 's just go with fitness coach Peter, personal trainer personal trainer all rounded great human being, but uh, yeah. <laughs> How did this journey come to be, and how is it that you are where you're at today?
1: Uh, where Where do you want me to start?
0: You start.
1: Um, I it's your went story.
0: To,
1: okay, so I went to performing arts school um, when I was very young, so like seventeen, maybe I think, went to performing arts school. Um, yeah. And then graduated from that. Started working as an actress started working as a a dancer as well. Um, And I had an operation on my hip, which meant I had to kind of stop doing any of that stuff. Um, And then through my rehab, I started doing physio. Um, Well, I didn't do physio. They didn't give me physio. They just told me to go swimming. So I went swimming all the time. And then I started working at Virgin Active as a receptionist. And then after that, Um, I got a job as a swimming instructor and then after that uh, through working at Virgin I got different qualifications. I got my level two, I got my level three PT, I got my exercise to music so then I started teaching classes Um, and over the years I've just kind of acquired more and more qualifications, done acting less and less and kind of fitness kind of took over my life from not being a fitness person at all, and actually probably being a little bit overweight yeah. when I was younger, to then having like, yeah, it was just, yeah, So it's, since maybe 2011, I think I've been on like a fitness journey.
0: Um, you need to come back to acting, by the way.
1: I could do. It's just anyone out there that does PT and, or like uh, teachers classes, they'll know how much time it takes yeah, um, it takes up all your day, and and as, as you know, as an actor, you have to be constantly there all the time, trying to get work, being present, and at the moment, doing both isn't wasn't working. So, I'm um, more towards the fitness side than the acting side, but it's still there. I Do still you miss have a it? Spotlight. Yeah, of course I miss it. I love it. I love being creative and that's something i kind of miss. i think
0: i'm i'm gonna drag you back this year through some through some momentum i'm gonna drag you back this year i just want to move on so we both come from chunky backgrounds and we both yo-yo in weight like we go up and down all the time as of right now i'm i'm heavier than i used to be and you're trying to pt me and it's it's going epically bad on my part for the last five days. So I do apologize for that. But b- before that, it was going great. But I just want to talk about, like, body image issues and yo-yoing. Does it does it affect you? Does it affect you as a person as opposed to your career? Or do you just think now that at this age and at this point that it's just natural? It's a part of life. It's part of being, you know, a person. Because I wouldn't even say it's part of being a woman anymore.
1: Because
0: um, it happens probably... to guys as well. Look.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. It happens to the guys. I see men coming to me all the time with issues with their bodies. So it's not it's not just women that have this problem. Um, especially in my job, either through the photos that you've seen or um, where you have to look a certain way, or through being a fitness person.
0: Personality, yeah.
1: Yeah, you have to be seen to be look a certain type or look a certain way to be credited if you're slightly chunky or a little bit have a little bit too much body fat then does will someone actually take me seriously so yeah i think it does affect my work but i think when i was younger it used to affect me kind of mentally a lot more um that's really why i put on weight, went up to maybe like a size 12 and then went all the way down to a size six and probably could fit into like size four clothes. So it's quite like a big, broad range of where I've been in terms of size.
0: I think it's such a shame that we have such negative affiliations or relationships with weight because I don't know why. I, if literally it wasn't, I don't know if you feel like this and I don't know if we've ever had this conversation. If it wasn't for me being in entertainment, and pursuing some of the things that we do i could give a shit i literally could give a shit about weight or how i look but,
1: yeah, but you you say that you... but i i think you would yeah, go ahead. because because every every day people that mm. have like an office job for instance that don't have to look a certain way they still feel pressures from society social media and everything else to look a certain way but one thing I will say from being a size twelve or being a size six was I yeah. I was no happier being a size four slash six eight than what I was being a size twelve. So it doesn't I think people think, oh, when I when I lose that weight and when I get to that weight that I want to be, I'm gonna be happy. And that's it's, that's that's yeah. not the case because I've been miserable at my smallest.
0: Why do you think that is? And then I'm gonna ask you, do you ever consider if this is right in saying or do this is wrong in asking, do you think there's such a thing as like my prime physical like peak situation? Like would you ever look at your life and be like, you know when I was in my twenties, that was like my prime. Or would you look at yourself now and be like, mm. No, actually I, I'm
1: yeah, I think late twenties I was probably in my prime. Definitely not early twenties. I wasn't in my prime because I drank too much alcohol and, yeah an unhealthy diet but late 20s i was definitely in in my prime let's say but i wasn't like i said i wasn't happier then to what i am now so just because i was thinner and had abs doesn't mean i was happy because as long as as long as you're in a healthy healthy weight and Mm -hmm. i've never i've never been as long as you're in a healthy weight losing that extra few kilograms doesn't make you any happier. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's what what I've found.
0: My next topic was going to be talking about like mental health and kind of like body image issues and talking about the mental space during lockdown, especially. Why do you think so many people suffer with body image issues, A. And then two, take it to a whole extreme to act out on it, whether that's losing weight or gaining weight.
1: I think a lot of it nowadays is social media and seeing all yeah. these fitness influencers or fitness people being super lean and thinking that's how, that they, sh- how they should look. And actually that size or being that lean isn't, a- isn't sustainable. So you're kind of putting yourself or giving yourself not an unachievable goal, but as say a, as just a normal person that has a normal job, it's going to be a lot more difficult to obtain that uh that leanness. Does that make sense mm-hmm. um, yeah so I think it's social media it's just everyone on t v being super thin, and just everyone thinking that being stick thin or on social media being super muscular and lean is a way of life when actually it's unsustainable over a long period of time
0: it's attainable
1: if you work really hard but it's not sustainable does that make sense
0: yeah it does did you ever look at a tv and get influenced by it to do something or like look at a post and things like that and put yourself in measures
1: yeah i think in acting when you'd go for like costume fitting or um, I remember this was maybe like 15 years ago. I was going to be, oh I don't know, a, a ginger star. They wanted me to be their body double, and I was too, I was too, I was too big. They were like, no, you you you're too fat to be the body double because the
0: costume yeah. person said that to you.
1: Yeah, they were like, yeah, you just you me? You don't fit into the clothes. So in terms of acting, I was like, well to get these parts do I need to be stick thin like Kieran when back in the day when Kieran Knightley was like really really thin was like yeah, that must be how I need to look and then I think then through fitness it's just seeing people do um like bodybuilding I had quite a few friends that did like bodybuilding shows and yeah and then that became more mainstream and then seeing people on social media being super lean and then thinking, oh, this is how I have to look to to be uh, credible as a fitness influencer, as, uh, oh, no. as a coach. Um, when I was doing triathlon, when I was um, maybe over 10 kilograms lighter to what I am now, I looked like a triathlete because I was so lean but actually i was less powerful <clears throat> on the bike so would would i have get got a faster time if i was a little bit bigger i think it's to do with what what you see on tv and social media
0: how do you separate that from practicing and how do you step away from that because i know myself that mentally affects me like i think i told you when i went to this job last year and i was in casting and i was like <clears throat> My stomach is hanging out. I never used to have this. My, I've got an ass now. Never used to have that. And, like, my thighs have gotten bigger. Shit has gotten bigger. And I was like, that, like, literally put me down so much. How do you disassociate from that? I know it comes through time and, like, but for you, how do you disassociate from that?
1: I'm still working on it now. So, like, I'll try, I'll film an, a video for Instagram. And yeah. at the moment, I... I am I am bigger, I have put on weight this year. Um but I'm not unhappy in the way I look. I just look I'm just holding extra body fat because I've not been dieting. I've just been eating what the heck what everything I want. Um,
0: yeah.
1: and probably overindulging a little bit too much. And I might change my T shirt because oh my stomach's hanging out. Or so it it's it's a working uh, it's a work in progress. It's something I think you have to, if you do have issues with what you look like, it's you have to look at it every day. It's, a, it's an ongoing battle. And I don't think, for me, I don't think I'll ever fully be comfortable and confident in my body. I'll always have to constantly work on it and remind myself that I'm not happier when I'm thinner it's just in my head I think that I'm going to be this like confident happy person when I'm stick thin and that's not the case
0: yeah what do you think where do you think you are right now because there was a point I think last year where you were just like bulking if I'm correct in saying and then the year before that you were like I really want to be lean where would you say right now you are like your physical space and your head space are you now just like I just want to be this I just want to stay in the moment. Or like, do you have something? Be as transparent, by the way, because uh, I know you don't lie to me. No, don't lie no. to me.
1: I think obviously lockdown in terms of fitness goals is really yeah, kind of this year. I think I wanted to do another triathlon and um, maybe. Really? Yeah. How many have you done by Oh, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. A rough
0: like, amount? Like. 10
1: yeah over 10 probably i've Mm -hmm. done quite a lot yeah i I would i used to i was hardcore like five years ago i'd go to a i'd go to a um a triathlon in the morning and then i'd go meet my friends and go to a festival in the at night (laughs) time
0: this was before dan
1: yeah
0: (laughs) oh dan if you're watching this how relationships change i wasn't going to um First memory of a triathlon, how did you get on about doing it? What has been the hardest triathlon that you have ever done and the most brutalist, if that is a word?
1: So it would probably be, so when I first got into triathlon, I was just, I was a swim teacher for adults. And all of these people kept coming up to me going, oh, I'm training for a triathlon, you need to help me with my swimming technique. And I didn't have a clue what a triathlon was at that point. Is like I still don't, for some people. 2012. I say, okay, so a triathlon is <clears throat> you swim, you then bike, and then you run, and there's different distances. So I used to coach, well, teach people how to swim or get better at swimming. So I was like, right, well, I need to know what this triathlon thing is. So I entered a swimathon, which was a swim and a run. And oh my God. A oh what? it was so bad where in
0: 2011 this yeah. is when you did your first.
1: okay so this wasn't a triathlon this was me building up to one this was me being this is sensible. A
0: swim-a-thon. Yeah.
1: so it was a swim and then a run yeah and it was in hyde park and the swim was i don't know maybe 500 meters and i'd only swam outside once before and I swam literally like this all the way round. I had a nightmare. My goggles filled up with water. I couldn't see where I was going. I kept banging into people. I lifted my head up and was swimming in the completely wrong direction. And then, because obviously I was a novice, I didn't yeah. have any of the gear. So there's me with like a, a swimming in a t-shirt and shorts. No, you didn't even have the game. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't didn't know if I was going to enjoy it. So then I got out of the water, put on my trainers, ran in my wet T-shirt and shorts. And I remember in my head thinking in the run, I was like, right, I can't do this. You need to give up. You need to somehow like forfeit. And I was thinking of ways that I could stop and not be like, oh, I gave up. So I was like, maybe I'll just fall over, and then I don't have to do the race. Or maybe if I just—I don't know—bang uh, into someone. I was thinking about all these ways that I could get out of—I get out of running. racing. Yeah, running. Um, and then in my head, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, Georgie, you're kidding yourself. You're not—you're not sporty. You don't, you're, you don't do things like this." And I was trying to talk myself out of it when I was a, child, a kid I did wasn't sporty so I was only yeah. just getting into like sport and activities so yeah it was just it was an awful experience um, and then I was like right I need to get better at this and I actually really like gave myself a kick up the backside and started working really hard on my training started running into work really got into running practiced my swimming and then eventually, when I did my triathlon, I wasn't then thinking of ways that I could
0: not um, do it. forfeit,
1: not and forfeit the race without saying that I gave up. Basically,
0: <laughs> wait. So, did you finish the swimathon? And what, what timings and distance? You must remember; it's your first one.
1: I think it was like a mile run, it wasn't even that far, but this, I wasn't, I was just getting into it, so I was really unfit, I don't know what what time I did it in, but I was one of the last people, but obviously everyone else who took part in the race could see that I didn't have any of the gear, I was my first one, whereas actually, but in my head, I was like, oh my god, everyone's judging me and I'm really bad. And actually, everyone was really supportive and was like, yeah. "Oh, well, well done! It's your first one. You did really well." But in my head, I was thinking
0: everyone's judging me. So wait, you get out of the water and you're all wet. You don't change into your dry clothes. Your trainers are there, right? Is somebody watching over your trainers, your running shoes? Because anybody could well, take it, any pair at that time.
1: So, uh, if at Hyde Park, there's like a a bit cordoned off where you, it's called the Serpentine, where you can swim. Where the gallery is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can get changed. So everyone just had like a designated area. It wasn't like a, an official race, it was just like a fun race. Whereas in a triathlon, you have like a certain place where you put your bike, it's Got a it. lot more kind of professional. But at that point, I hadn't done a triathlon. I was.
0: Is this like, in the swimming... winter or in the summer, by the way? No, if it's in, it's in the, the was winter. In
1: the it was in the summer. Imagine
0: if it's in this winter because you also teach. It taught in the docks not last year the year before that in the freaking cold what like in the until October November
1: yeah so fast forward like I don't know five years I've then done loads of triathlons actually got quite good at it and then I started coaching open water swimming um and had a proper wetsuit uh but and I used to coach up until late October so I've done a night swim in the docks where the XL Centre is, in in the dark, and had like a little um bag. Catch- pouch. Yeah had like a toe float attached to me that lit up and then you could see everyone swimming in the dark. It was so scary.
0: (laughs) What, do you remember your first day? Wait, what's the, I want to know, what's the worst story? Because I think I've asked you this stupidly. I was like, I'll be one of those people that'll be like, okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll psych myself up. As soon as I get in the water and I swim just a little bit, I'm like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm dying. Uh, Moments like that, has that ever happened?
1: Yeah, I think like, obviously, (laughs) Um, I'd been open water swimming for like maybe four or five years before I came and actually became a coach. And yeah, I've been swimming in the serpentine and, had, and saw a plastic bag and thought that it was like a shark or something. And then like <laughs> I embarrassed myself. The worst one, this was my first year of coaching open water swimming in the docks. There was, I had a woman the first time. She was really nervous. And we kind of, we'd got away from the pontoon. We'd had like 45 minutes of like learning, not just getting into the water. And then we started swimming out. And the water level was higher than usual. I, I don't know what happened, but there was, you know, these the boys that float on the water, you know, the actual boys, in the water? they're
0: called the boys. No, they're called, they're yes, called yes, boys. Yes, 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 The balls.
1: Yeah, I the
0: call balls them that float the Because water. they
1: look like balls. Yeah, the, okay, the ball that floats in the water. So it was slightly submerged. No, it's called
0: the collar balls.
1: Yeah. So it was slightly submerged, and this woman was, like, swimming. And then we stopped. I was like, oh, well done. You swam, like, 50 metres. Look how far you are from the pontoon. I was like, this is amazing. She was like, oh, actually, I'm really enjoying it. And then I banged into the boy that's obviously rock solid but couldn't see so in my head I'm thinking it's like a dead body or something so then I start screaming I'm like ah so then this woman that's already petrified in the water is then like ah so then we're both like screaming at each other thinking that we're gonna drown or there's like a dead body or a shark when actually it's just a floating boy <laughs> how professional that was when I'd first started so that's like Years ago, that was in like 2016. So if you're thinking of having open water swimming lesson with me, I've had four <laughs> years of practice now.
0: Georgie, this is again. why I watched the mayor the other day, and this is why I do not mess with nature. Okay, I don't do walks in nature. I don't cycle in nature. I don't do water in nature. I need light, and I'll go to a beach and I'll go to a little section and I'll come back. This is why you don't mess with nature.
1: Yeah. But once you get over that, oh, I can't see anything, there could be a shark or a dead body, it's actually really enjoyable and there's nothing better. I actually really yeah, I can't love get co- over it. coaching. I, I love swimming in the docks, it's amazing. Summer's day, swimming around, oh, it's great. It's great.
0: I want to know your worst teaching. Or if you're a student, what sort of like experience? Like, has somebody fainted, somebody got injured, has somebody gone and like yapped to you? Or let's say, um, interesting for a lack of.
1: So, that one where I banged into the boy when I was teaching that woman, um, I've been teaching. As you know, I was personal training. There's a few embarrassing ones, but this is an f- embarrassing one. So, um, it was my first personal training session with this guy. Um, And he hadn't quite bought sessions, so I was trying to impress him with my knowledge and uh, expertise on uh, training. And we were doing agility work. We were doing like an agility ladder. And it was in the studio, I put like this ladder, and he was doing the, the ladder. But very very slowly, like fast feet in the ladder. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so then I, I know what he you wasn't he, he wasn't doing it fast enough, and I was like, right, okay, that's good, but we, we, I need to see faster feet. And then I demonstrated. Let's go faster feet, and fell fell flat on my face and ripped a hole in my <laughs> leggings. It's quite an embarrassing one.
0: Wait, where where was the hole? Where was the hole?
1: Um, just on my knee. On my knee.
0: Okay, that's fine, that's fine. We're going to talk a little bit about mental health. We're going to go back to that sort of topic and conversation um, and link that into, you and I both come from, we're going to get serious now, but try and be funny at the same time because through our pain, we will find humour. That's how I've learned to live with life and sarcasm and lots and lots of ice cream and donuts yeah, which you don't condone even me. though I will bought... <laughs> yeah even though my my answer to life is running away from your problems and eating them um going to bagel mania getting a bagel and getting georgie to eat half of my bagel and then georgie being like no i don't want it but okay i'll t- it smells so good i'll eat it um i'll eat it fine and then like literally before her class shoving that donut in her mouth and then teaching the class which she's never done let's just say you and I both come from like um let's just say interesting backgrounds and we have interesting relationships with our family and our loved ones and we both have had um have had like anxiety and we we've gone to therapists and we've gone like you know we've talked to each other we've talked to friends and stuff like that but how do you deal now when it comes to issues of the mind and like your mental health and things like that? Do you, do you think you still are in that sort of mode where you're just like brush it aside? I need to just distract myself with things or do you deal with things properly? Like how do you cope with that now? How's your relationship with that? It
1: depends how busy I am with work. If I'm really busy with work, then I'll kind of just mm-hmm. distract myself with working. And feel like crap, but over lockdown, obviously, I've had a lot more time to myself. Um, yeah. So I've been able to really kind of like work on work on things, but it's definitely a daily a daily thing. You can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm fine, and then neglect yourself, and then in a few months' time, you feel like absolute crap again. So it is, it is a daily thing. But one of the biggest things is sleep. If so I don't get enough sleep and I over, say, a week um, get less, because uh, you should get eight hours sleep every night.
0: I don't believe in um, that, if, even though you pushed me to say that.
1: <laughs> but if I don't get an adequate enough amount of sleep, it really affects my mental state. Yeah, like big time. So that's like one of the a lot is a lot easier to kind of fix. That's like one of the the big biggest things that has helped me is getting enough enough amount of sleep. Um, but yeah, it's reminding yourself every day that you are going to have bad days, but you're also going to have good days. But it's just being that little bit more resilient. When there, is, when there are bad days, does that make sense?
0: No it does, how do you deal with the bad days now?
1: So I've seen quite a few uh, different kind of therapists and uh, people and uh, one of them taught me something about a worry time. So I used to worry every, all the time and I'd constantly have things like in my head all the time and you have a, what's called worry time. So you designate a certain amount of time within the day to yeah. sit down and worry about your problems. So I would then say to myself, I can't worry about this right now. Can I, can I fix a problem right now? No, yeah. I will leave it to worry time. And if I've already had worry time and it's later, I will say, I've already had worry time. But I don't have time for this. I will. If I can't fix it right now, I will put it in the box and address it later. And then usually by the time worry time comes that problem's not there
0: (laughs) worry time i'm gonna do that i don't think you've ever told me though about that by the way i don't think you've ever told me about that
1: yeah it, it does help because a lot of the problems that or the thoughts that are running in your mind usually after a few hours they're they're not as an issue obviously there are issues that I'm constant. There's never going to go away, but that will have to be addressed with a therapist. I'm a big advocate of going and seeking help and speaking to somebody because I think maybe like three years ago, I must have read every self-help book there is. And it still didn't, it helped me. It definitely helped me along my journey through therapy, but it, It I didn't I couldn't fix myself. You can't just does that make sense? You can't fix yourself. You have to.
0: Yeah,
1: no, it does. I'm a big advocate. You You have to speak to people and you have to speak to a professional and not your friend or your family member because they're not they're not equipped with the right tools to help
0: you. Yeah. I want to ask you something that I feel like I should ask you personally of this but I'm just gonna ask you if you feel like that's too personal you can just be like I don't want to answer that or like move on can we move on which is fine and I won't take that personally but um how much of the percentage of our past mentally affects us now or certain things so like I think we've talked about relationship, my relationship with my family definitely impact Mm. my, my relationship with just what I've experienced in the past mentally affects me being able to pursue a career or do other avenues or have self doubts and things like that. I still don't know what the answer to that is. It's talking through people like you that I have found my therapy because I've done therapy in the past. But like, tell me some of, your perspectives on this.
1: You're always gonna have this. I'm not. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Thought, or that I'm, or I'm. I used to be worried that I wasn't good enough for things, or I didn't know enough, or I was always self conscious and didn't have any belief in in myself. Because yeah, say from from childhood, if you're someone that's uh used or you don't have any boundaries you're then you grow up and think well then i'm i'm not good enough for 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 this job or i'm i'm not confident enough to be able to do this you're always don't have any self-belief or self-confidence in me and my abilities um that's something that you always have to work on I think it's it's never gonna go I feel like you
0: see I think like through watching you I feel like you have such a great life I'm not gonna lie like I mean obviously the grass is always green on the other side somebody will always think that but you know like we all have issues and things like that but I look at you and I see such knowledge and I see so things and then I'm just like, why are you doubting yourself? You're so amazing and you're so good and you're so, you know, you should do this, you should do that. But then to apply that to myself, I'm just like, oh no, I'm fine, I'm okay. No, no, I'll just be in my little corner over here. You do, you, you go for it.
1: It it it, it comes from at when you're a child thinking that you're not, you're not good enough.
0: Do you do and, that though?
1: Um, yeah, for 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 anything, I'll yeah. think, oh. No, I won't then think, oh, no, I'm not good enough for this. It's more, it's just something that's in, in ingrained in my brain. Having confidence is, or having self-worth and self-belief is, when you have very low self-esteem, is very difficult. Because if you don't have self-esteem, then you can't believe in your abilities or you can't believe in your self-worth. So building up your self-esteem, then, builds everything else up but it's an ongoing struggle I think and I think it's something that everyone has it at different levels I think some people have a very high self-esteem some people don't it's just it's just kind of where
0: um, where are you on the scale I'm
1: a lot higher than what I was oh yeah yeah, my self-esteem is right up here but talk switch uh talk to me had this conversation with me two years ago it would have been like right right down here, It, it goes like this. And it's then being, having the tools in your toolbox to then go, if you have a knock from an acting job that you didn't get, or you have a knock from a comment that somebody says to do with work or anything, it's having then those tools in your toolbox to say, actually, no, I... I am good enough and I'm not going to let that knock my confidence and then just carry on. Whereas if you have low self-esteem, it then, you, you then just go on that downward spiral of then thinking, oh, yeah. I'm not good enough or that. Uh, does that make sense? It's...
0: No, it does. I'm going to, I'm going to try your worry method that you mentioned earlier before. I'm going to move into the dual space and our journey with it. Georgie Blorgy. Um, How important do you think now it is to have a digital presence. And secondly, how vastly has the digital space affected the fitness industry?
1: Massively. I think, okay, so it's, it's very important. I think, especially now we've gone, we've been in these lockdowns. If you're someone that works in the fitness industry and you're not on social media, it means your audience is very small. Being able to, I can hear
0: Reggie. By the way,
1: yeah. Being being able to write posts and put out videos, it just bright, it just broadens your audience, and it means that you can. I've met through doing YouTube videos. I've coached people in America for swimming. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't online. So it is super important, but it's it's not. There's there's you could be you could be anybody. That um oh yeah you can hear him. You could be anyone is it and sleeping? have an Instagram account and sell fitness or um nutrition, it, nu- nutrition guides. So <laughs> I do think it needs to be on his he's he's had a bath today. Oh don't bite
0: me. Reggie. He's teething Reggie. at the moment. I love a bit of Reggie. I'm gonna try and find a picture of me and Reggie whilst we do this. Oh he is. He was teething me the other day, like literally. And then humping, of course. Yeah, he wants to hump now.
1: It's, it's quite bad.
0: Have you got him neutered yet? No. Are you going to?
1: No, I'm not going to.
0: He, oh, my God. He... You
1: don't want your balls chopped off, do you? No.
0: Reggie's going to be a man of the playground. Uh... Do you now consciously make... Do you not consciously make content for lockdown, by the way?
1: I do now, yeah. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Do you get Um, affected by the views? And by, like, are you really careful of the content that you put out there now?
1: Um, yes. But the content that I think that will do really well won't do well. But then I'll just put a picture up that you've taken of me in a swimming
0: costume. Such a. like,
1: ah, like, oh, really missing the swimming pool in lockdown. It will get, like, hundreds and hundreds of likes. And we'll then like or like a video such as this or or like a video of uh, yeah exactly we'll get like hundreds of likes and then a video where i'm actually like giving knowledge on a subject that could really help people will get like 50 likes so it's about having a balance between what you would maybe say like a sexy picture um a fun picture a fun reel something serious so that i'm trying to like do everything yeah so i'm not just boring being like be on a calorie deficit to lose weight don't just <laughs> do cardio lift weights like it's, it can be boring so you have to do fun things
0: do you sometimes things though like the in the whole i, I think i had what a saying because people are just wanting to see your sexiness that is very true um, do you want to see the people sixty? I think um, I think it's interesting the whole social media game and things like that and how perfect and sometimes imperfect you look. I don't know how you guys do it. I really don't know how you guys do it. To have just a little role or just like a little bit out of shape or a little this can impact your guys' career so much i feel like more than as a dancer and actor and i don't know how you guys do it but i sometimes feel bad because you really do put in a lot of time behind the hours and really go beyond your means to educate yourself on certain things and i find it really sad when the profitability of that doesn't like the revenue of that doesn't show so like Mm. for all of the freelance teachers out there or people who are just freelancers who have immense amount of talent and have put in the knowledge but aren't big on social and just aren't getting enough work or enough jobs, it's because she supports my style.
1: <laughs> and, and, and.
0: Whereas opposed to some people will just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to demean people, but you know dancers who will turn into fitness personalities um, and, you know, become PTs and take jobs and like, I don't know teach you how to squat and that will get you a better butt or something like that?
1: Yeah. But it's like, if you're good at marketing yourself on social media, then you're going to be successful. Some of the best people in the industry that I know have like 300 followers, but yeah. they're so knowledgeable. It's Agreed. Just, but they're just not very good at marketing themselves or taking pictures of themselves or, just putting out content that is entertaining enough that they find an audience. Sorry, my uh, Reggie's just been sick. <laughs>
0: Reggie. Um, fitness tips during lockdown.
1: Okay. Um, I said it. This isn't really fitness, but I've said it before. Get enough Seatness sleep and
0: mental health. Okay, to, yeah. sleep
1: is the most important one that people don't talk about enough. Get as many, Richie's climbed up on the sofa, just to get the sick. No, leave the sick alone, right? So, uh, get enough sleep. No one's going out for dinner, no one's going out on a night nice out, everyone can get. Or try and get as close a hour sleep as they can. Okay. Don't
0: oversleep, you guys. Don't oversleep. But, a is enough. So
1: that's tip number one. Our fitness tip is um, just move. So a lot of my clients who are working from home, if they don't train with me on that day, they oh. won't. They won't leave the house. They won't move their body. So either plan to go for a walk. <laughs> In sorry, I had to move this stick again. Plan to go for a walk in the in the morning before you start work, at lunchtime or in the evening. Uh huh. So move your body, get outside, and go for a walk. Um. Okay. Another fitness tip is don't put to, so much pressure on yourself. Um. I know in January people are like, oh, I want to lose weight, I want to, like, or whatever it might be. Don't. Put too much pressure on yourself. We are in the middle of a pandemic. We are in the middle of a lockdown. You're not. This is not normal life. So just be kind to yourself, and don't put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah.
0: Can I ask you a question? You you know every instructor has their speciality. What Mm -hmm. would you say is your speciality as APT?
1: Well, I suppose I'm a triathlon coach, so I have a lot of clients that training for triathlons
0: which um, are cancelled right now
1: which are all cancelled which is great so trying to keep those people motivated is quite difficult (laughs) yeah um but I suppose but then I've got clients that have issues with like their self-esteem or body image and I really enjoy coaching coaching people to become more confident in their body um or, or Uh, beginners, I actually really enjoy coaching beginners so if any beginners out there want to get into strength training or want to do a marathon or get into a triathlon come and see me, I will help you
0: Georgie Bloy 2021, I wanted to always ask you this in an interview capacity because I always feel like you're always considered to be like the underdog sometimes your shyness and your quietness can be taken for like that you're not qualified enough or you're not good enough um when I exactly didn't
1: know I came across as the because
0: dog. because you so i
1: was top dog
0: <laughs> i feel like well in my eyes you're top dog you're you're princess of Morgay. in my eyes you are of the highest pedestal everybody in Dijme knows that you are my numere who knows you know that that position is taken and then everybody else is in line after that unfortunately but um do you constantly feel like, as as well as like as a woman as well do you feel like there are certain stereotypes that you will always be boxed into or um, challenged by
1: I think in say not the not the PT world but say in the instructor world
0: yeah
1: most instructors are extroverts i find
0: you're a very shy person
1: and i'm i'm not an extrovert i'm a little bit more of say an in, i'm not an introvert but i am uh i'm a little bit more quiet i don't have a loud voice um i'm you not don't. Your typical i'm not your typical say like confident woo yeah. kind of person so i think say in in that sense um yes because but you could say introverts and extroverts in any workplace um a lot of extroverts will be more likely to get the promotion because they're out there being seen more whereas an introvert is less likely to even ask for the for the um pay rise or the or the um oh what's the bloody word the the equal. job that they're looking e- for i can't think um. of the word <laughs> promotion there we it go
0: got it. i was like equal wage
1: the, uh, yeah promotion <laughs> yeah so yes i'm probably a bit more of an introvert which i think is some sometimes in some of or even acting as well if you're yeah. not the loudest person in the room you're more overlooked and i'm not the loudest person in the room um but that doesn't mean that Until somebody's a bit,
0: until somebody's a bit tipsy, they're very.
1: I'm still not that loud, even when I'm tipsy.
0: You're not. You're more giggly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I think being a woman, um, yes, as a PT, um, you're judged quite a lot. Um, you you might get someone might be might say, oh, you don't know how to build muscle, or I want to look a certain way you won't be able to help me. Or or men in general will be like, oh, you can't spot me on a bench press. So like, well, I can spot you on a bench press. I just know how to spot somebody and I will be able to spot you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it's annoying being a female in the fitness industry because you're kind of put in a certain kind of category. So, yes, I do. I do kind of feel the stereotype of oh you're just a girl and you'll do toning with me
0: Do you feel challenged to be a specific size then and you know going back to that sort of thing do you feel like you have to look a specific way like always be put together in a specific way
1: You'll probably know me uh...
0: (laughs) You don't care I I care You will come in with, with a bloody no wash hair, hair pretty, hoodie, everything, and I'll take you, and I'll just comb your hair, flat your hair, and... But then,
1: well, no, but the, the thing is, males, they have to still look put together. It's yeah. just being a female, you have to wake up that much earlier. Like, I have a lot of hair. Do you know how long this takes to to brush or to straighten or to do anything with
0: yes i know i have brushed your (laughs) hair and straightened and combed and styled you
1: it's like grooming a shaggy dog well if you
0: brushed it more often georgie maybe
1: i I brushed it today
0: well thank you so much for doing that but
1: yeah i I do feel like if i don't have makeup on um will people want to train with me or if I'm meeting a new client, or if I don't have makeup on, will they will they judge me, or will they? But but then I don't want someone to train with me just on the way I look. I want them to train with me because I know what I'm talking about.
0: Do you think sex sells for women? And do you, have you ever used it to, like, all your feminineness to <clears throat> get clients?
1: Um, I don't think I have but there'll be PTs or people that have worked with me that will probably say that I do. I haven't deliberately kind of gone and flirted with somebody uh, to just get a client. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. All right. You're just generally a nice person then.
1: I think... It- if you're on about an ins- being an instructor in a room full of people, you have yeah. to have some form of charm and, uh, like...
0: Charisma. You might,
1: yeah, charisma. You might, like, wink at somebody, but it's not in in a...
0: In I want to sleep with you.
1: Yeah, I want to sleep with you, way. It's like, yeah, Roy, you're doing great. Keep going, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Is that how you met Dan, by the way?
1: I met Dan when I my boyfriend, um, yeah. when I worked for Virgin Active.
0: We both worked in the same gym. Reggie, I'm talking right now. Can yeah, you go away? I am talking.
1: So we both worked in the same gym and I we'd worked with each other for, I don't know, probably a year and a half. I really fancied him. I thought but and then I didn't think that he I would be his type. So we we only kind of realized that we liked each other like a year and a half into working together
0: um, how is it working with uh being in a relationship with a another PT especially with somebody who is a very very into his diet very much into working out all the time like I don't think I could be with anybody like that
1: I think yeah I think to be with I wouldn't be with some I wouldn't be with someone that didn't like going to the gym. Yeah, I'd, like it's a it's a big part of my life. Um, so I the first thing I want to do at the weekend is like go to the gym, and I enjoy eating good food. Um, so I think it it but you have to be a certain type. A person. If you don't like going to the gym and you're dating a PT, it's not gonna work. But also being a, a PT Reggie. Like, Reggie Being a PT, you also have to um it's it's long hours. It's it's long hours. So if you have like a normal job, I have to wake up at like five in the morning. But then we can travel into work together. We can yeah. kind of plan our diaries around each other. So I I enjoy being with a PT but I think you have to be a certain person to to date a personal trainer I think for a long amount of time
0: do you ever stop talking shop or do you is it a continuous thing like no
1: we fitness or no we sometimes have like full-blown conversations on like a training split like, and no. would you
0: just be like, no, Dan, you're stupid. Stop it. That's not how it works. And you'll be like, "Georgie, you're talking rubbish. Um, he, probably,
1: he'll probably say you're talking rubbish more than I will say he's talking rubbish.
0: Well, he'll probably say you're talking effing rubbish.
1: Because Yeah, he, yeah, probably. But, Dan, if you're uh, watching we, this. We do kind of, we kind of share ideas and run things past each other and talk about like what we might do with a certain client or or something so it, it's it's definitely nice, but we don't talk about gym all the time. I definitely think that there's a stereotype to guys who are like big and muscly and you think all they are will just they'll just talk about the gym and food all the time,
0: yeah, I, I think that about Dan and other people that I know
1: yeah, that you're just like, oh, you're just a muscle head, you don't know anything else. It's like no, there's obviously more to that person, yeah but Being looking like that, it takes a certain amount of work, and it does consume your life. But it doesn't mean that it has to be your whole life. We I definitely talk about other things.
0: Do you? In a last question about this, are you guys competitive? Because now you're both freelancers, and especially in lockdown, does it get difficult to kind of Uh, look over and be like, Like, "Oh, he has more clients than me." Oh, shit or like he's more active with my clients shit i need to get off my ass and do something like you both have i think from having spoken to you, you both have an equal amount if i'm correct in saying
1: yeah i don't i don't really get jealous from how busy he is I, or he do you
0: get jealous when you flirt cuz part of your <laughs> sometimes you have to flirt a little bit with so just a little
1: you don't you don't. I, I, I've never been worried that our oh, Dan has, Dan used to have a, a lot of female clients, but I've actually sent a, a young, quite attractive female to him because I really? couldn't train her because she was leaving my gym. So I sent her to him.
0: Imagine sure She was like, like, oh my God, this is such a great open relationship.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I, there's no, there's no like, there's no jealousy. There's no, okay. there's
0: no jealousy. Got it. You're not a jealous person. Okay, i right, jealous person. You're not. Okay, we've got two more things before we move on to a fun little game. So we're going to bang them out in the next five minutes. Because I also want you to have a nice little dinner if you haven't had it. But I'm, I'm knowing you. Knowing, okay, cool. Dan's um, already
1: come downstairs. Like, when are you finished? I'm
0: hungry. <laughs> Dan, I'm so sorry. I know you're in. I, I know I'm in your ears, but like, Dan, I'll be I'll be done soon. We have both talked about our fashion past. Our our, our awkward fashion past. If we were still modeling, would we be meeting? Would we actually have met? You and would I. we,
1: we might have done.
0: You, you and I both worked. In the hair fashion industry, mm-hmm. for a we, for a short amount of time, for a very um, short amount. Of
1: time. We also had the same agent, so we probably we could have crossed paths at some point.
0: We could have done a shoot together, Georgie. We, we still can. We still can. We still can. Um, I want to ask you two things. One, best memory of your entire fashion and acting, and then worst uh
1: best memory uh was probably working actually this was actually dancing
0: yeah this
1: was dancing at Wembley Stadium
0: for tiny in front of
1: yeah in front of like six I don't know thousand sixty thousand I don't know how many people that arena holes but a lot could
0: you show me the one of the eight counts that you did please and five six seven eight we got one two, five six seven eight we got one two three i can't four. remember
1: what it was it was so long ago it was like over 10 years ago
0: okay dancing at the o2 arena this was in 20 when Wem- i know
1: 2010
0: 2010 Wow. 2016,
1: no way. Twenty ten or twenty uh two thousand nine? I don't know. Okay. Two thousand
0: nine, two thousand ten. Um and uh, uh and worst, worst ever.
1: Uh that's probably gonna be an audition.
0: Yeah. Do you hate uh, auditioning? I hate hate. Oh my god.
1: So embarrassing
0: Do you have a really good audition story?
1: What, like a funny one. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll do the less embarrassing one.
0: Um, well whilst whilst you do that, I'm gonna do something. So
1: less embar the less embarrassing one was when I first graduated, so this would have been like, I don't know, two thousand and Oh,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I can turn it up wait, hold on.
1: Oh no, how did you find that audition
0: tape? <laughs> Guys, just who Isn't is zooming hand? into your hands?
1: I don't know. I got somebody.
0: Oh, this is my favorite part.
1: What am I doing? <laughs> I had to be jumping on a trampoline. And wait, it's like a young girl jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> and yes, I am fit and healthy to jump on a trampoline. For flip's sake. Yeah, that
0: was. Why do they make us do the most? Oh my god, I hate castings and how. Yeah they can haunt you. This this yeah, shit doing. can haunt you.
1: Definitely. I'm embarrassed from things.
0: I don't think you should be embarrassed. You look great. But I'm just like, if you want to see that, just mute it and stuff like that and just jumping around. Like what and, like, we're doing.
1: Like, <laughs> young girl jumping on a trampoline. Like, woo! And yes, I am fit and healthy to jump on a trampoline. <laughs> Give me the job.
0: Did you I book not job? No,
1: I didn't get the job. I didn't book it.
0: Oh my God.
1: For Um, Most second most embarrassing one was I've just graduated and I remember my singing teacher saying, Georgie, you'll never be in the West End. You don't have like a good enough voice. Yeah. And you can sing in tune. You have like, you don't have a really interesting you, voice, but you can sing in tune.
0: You so, can sing great, by the way. I've heard you sing.
1: But it's not very interesting. So he said, you'd be really good in a girl like pop group. So I was like, oh, okay. So then.
0: Were you in a girl band?
1: No, I wasn't in a girl band. So then I don't remember how I got the audition. Anyway, it was an audition. They were looking for performers and dancers to join this pop girl group. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. So then I decided to sing Sugar Babes Push the Button.
0: Can you please sing it right oh, now a little no. bit? Five. But... Six. Five, six, <laughs> seven, eight.
1: If you're ready for me, boy, you better push the button and let me know. <laughs> Honestly, but very much. That oh, my God. It's in tune. It's just really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's just boring. Anyway, all of the other girls that went to this audition were singing Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, had amazing, I'm not joking, amazing voices. So, yeah. like, in the room... Obviously, we were all waiting outside, and I could hear all these girls going in there and singing, like, these amazing songs, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I can't. I can't go in and sing Sugar Babes, Push the Button. I just can't. And I did. I went in and sang Sugar Babes, Push the Button, and they, were, they obviously stopped me. and like, okay, thank you very much for coming. And I was like, yeah, thank you. And they obviously cut me in the first round.
0: <laughs> you should have sang Santa Baby.
1: Santa baby, yeah,
0: I I think that's also how we connected, filming that music video.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I never, I Mm. was never in a pop group. Yet. Yet, I think I'm too old now
0: to be in a pop group. (laughs) No worries, I mean, I say never say never, look at Susan Boyle, you know what I mean? There we
1: go, Uh, you could be Susan Boyle.
0: I'm not saying you should be Susan Boyle. (laughs) Just I'm saying not... don't give up on your dream of being in a girl group, okay? It's not. It could be dream, you. But... It could be you, Chloe, and then who could be the third person? You. Me. That's not really a girl group. <laughs> uh, our girl group sorry. But yeah, we could we could be a band between uh, the three of us. I feel like between the three of us, we have a lot of personality and Thank a lot you. of a lot of. A lot of charisma and a lot of dance capability, and I I would actually like to see that happening.
1: Okay, oh, yeah, we will yeah. we'll do it then.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. All right, madam, are you ready? I'm ready. Play. This is called. <clears throat> Everybody, I'm. So sorry to interrupt in the middle of the show. However, as I mentioned before, Chai with Rai is an IGTV live show that I convert into audio format. So this section that you are about to listen to might not make sense because there's not a visual aspect. So if you would like to watch the video aspect of it, like I said, please head over to my Instagram at Raimu That's R-A-I-M-U-I-T-F-U-M and go to the IGTV section on my page and simply scroll through for the right episode. However, for now we're going to skip to the next section and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, Georgie. We're going to end with some nice stuff. What words of wisdom would you give to your mirror self today?
1: You are much more confident and much more uh you have more ability than you think you do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um don't worry too much and be patient
0: peaks and valleys i ask this to all of my guests um a peak is a highest point of your life personal professional whatever what it was what lesson you learned from it a valley is a low point of your life what lesson you learned from that and what was it one of Um, each
1: so peak is probably scuba diving in the great barrier reef Mm. um but that's uh, uh, it was also a very sad moment as well because it reali I realized the damage for what we've done to the planet. Yeah. Um, so it's something so beautiful that is basically dead. Um. But it, the what I of what I saw of it was absolutely incredible and amazing. Um. Yeah. And I and I nearly got lost down there as well. So it was kind of.
0: Don't mess with nature. <laughs> Don't mess with nature. <laughs>
1: Uh, a bad moment in my life, probably. Oh, I'm trying to think of something that's not too depressive.
0: It, um, feel free to do. You don't have to particularly say it, but you could just be like, "This was the time when X happened," and then.
1: Oh, then maybe when I was like 18, just had a really bad time in my life.
0: Yeah. yeah. What lesson have you learned from that time?
1: Uh, you can't control other people's mm. actions. Um, You can just control how you react to things.
0: Life coach as well, you guys. Just saying. Just saying. Well, what upcoming projects do you have, Georgie Bloy?
1: Well, I'm currently developing... Well, well, I'm currently developing something for uh, fitness, but I'm not not going to give too much away.
0: You are. I'm very excited about that. I can't wait.
1: I'm not giving too much away, but it should be something to... Uh, future proof my business let's say
0: it's a very great idea i'm here for it and you know i'm here supporting it i love that i love the idea thank you for letting me know about it um where can people find you or contact Uh, you for stuff
1: on instagram georgie bloy my name i also have a youtube channel as well but i don't upload much on there now but if you want to learn how to swim go on that go Go on the channel but, yeah, Instagram mainly, you can find me.
0: Your YouTube channel is amazing, by the way. Um, I was watching it. It has some really, really, really great things on there. Lastly, two questions. What's your favourite type of chai? And also, uh, any lasting words?
1: Mint tea.
0: Mint tea. Fresh mint, mint tea. Fresh, fresh mint, mint
1: tea. My favourite.
0: Nice. And any lasting words you would like to say?
1: Um. Yeah, something I mentioned earlier um you don't have control over what other people do and their actions or their thoughts but you control how you react to those people
0: just i feel like you should start your classes and your pt lessons like that from now on guys i just want to let you know hello how are you doing welcome but you don't control other people's actions but you can control yourself thank you so much georgie Thanks i love for you inviting me this has been so much fun I love you. I'm going to talk to you soon after this. And remember, like I said, all I want is to have the chisel chest, bulging bicep, thunder thighs, all of those things, but be able to eat the donuts and the crappy food that I'm eating right now. Make that happen for me. Okay.
1: Moderation. You could still have a donut and still have.
0: I don't like those answers right now is what I'm saying. You're not giving me what I want.
1: It's moderation. You're going to have to make some changes to your diet.
0: I don't. It's not going to want to. What makes this flower blossom. Okay. Just saying. You can still have a
1: donut though.
0: (laughs) I probably will. I'll probably have donuts and wine after this. (laughs) Thank you so much. I adore you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll speak to you soon. Have a great rest of Thursday well that brings us to an end and i hope you enjoyed that episode and if you did so make sure to subscribe follow and spread the love share this with a friend and auntie your nephew your niece that creep or that neighbor you know the one i'm talking about your support really helps the show and the message of it grow. By the way, if I haven't said this before, to watch any of the previous or this very episode's video, simply go to my Instagram at Raimu Itfum. That's R-A-I-M-U-I-T-F-U-M and scroll through my IGTV. I hope you have had an amazing day or night if you're listening to this before sleeping. I'm wishing you all love and light. And as I always say, breathe in, breathe up. Meaning now I must go. That's copyrighted, I own it. And I will see you just saying but for real thank you so much for tuning in it's been my pleasure stay curious and until next time